The first reading recorded in Acts, the 16th chapter. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, he made a direct voyage to Samarith, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who had come, women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from a city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, and was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle from Revelation, the 21st chapter. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away into the spirit, in the spirit, to a great high mountain, and showed me the whole city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, in radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of the Lord gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. 
Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from the Father. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The text for our meditation this morning comes from our second reading from the 21st chapter of Revelation. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Our text for today. Would you please pray with me? It is good, Lord, to be here. Bless our gathering here this day. May you, O Lord, do to our hearts, like Lydia's, that we may pay attention and know the grace and peace of God given to us in Christ. To that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We have a wonderful picture before us today. Our reading from Revelation this morning presents to us a beautiful picture We stand alongside the Apostle John as he stands on a mountaintop accompanied by an angel. The imagery from this second reading in Revelation 21 is of the New Jerusalem, the city of God, the heavenly Jerusalem. That is, it's heaven on earth. It's a place where God will dwell with his people forever. It is the church in its fulfillment. It is truly amazing. Now, when we hear the term church, it is used by Christians in two very different but closely related ways. It can refer to all of Jesus' followers, viewed as a group of believers, a community. It can also refer to a specific institution, either a local congregation, a national or international body. It can even be used to signify the building in which God's people meet. The church, properly speaking, is not really an earthly corporation. Rather, the church is spiritual, described for us today in beautiful imagery. The church is described in Revelation, in in John's vision, as a bride, the wife of the Lamb, the holy city Jerusalem. 
Now, this new Jerusalem here is called a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Now, as you may know, probably, a wedding takes a lot of work, and a wedding can be a nightmare. It may be safe to say, though, that we generally like weddings. They're, they're kind of nice to go to. A wedding is a beautiful occasion. We know that the climax of the wedding is when the bride comes down the aisle beautifully dressed for her husband. For a few moments, all eyes are on her because everyone's, because of the beauty of her. But everyone seems to forget this poor chap that's standing up here in front of the altar waiting for her to arrive. Every eye is on the bride because she has prepared herself for weeks, probably months, maybe even her entire life up to that point to meet her husband there. Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. The imagery of the church as a bride in Revelation, I think, is a very beautiful image. When John is carried away by the Spirit upon the high mountain, he viewed a magnificent sight. We read, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a wrath, Jasper, clear as crystal. I don't know about you, but it seems to me as if that would be a beautiful sight. And it's almost as if John was in ecstasy. Now picture, if you would, what his words incredibly and beautifully describe. Even on top of that high mountain, the city's boundaries are enormous. The entire city with its gate, its wall, and its foundation shines with the glorious light of God, like a most brilliant gemstone that you have ever seen. Picture the wall. It tells us this wall surrounding the city with layers of various gemstones rich in beauty. It too reflects and shines the glory of God. Now such a beautiful city we have before us. This church, a collective gathering of the people of God, all those of faith, whether drawn from the Old Testament Israel or drawn from the New Testament church, they are all together, shining with God's glory. They are people from every tribe, every tongue, and every kindred. This is a city not needing anything, for these people live in the presence of God. It is a city founded for peace. This is a city at the end of time and the beginning of eternity where God's people will dwell in peace and in harmony. Imagine that. This new city, the new Jerusalem, is called both a city and a woman, a bride. Now, if you look at a bride, a bride speaks of intimacy. A city speaks of community. So we have a picture before us today of those redeemed of God each one given a body of glory, empowered with limitless energy. We live in close intimacy, not only with the Lord himself, but with each other as well. I'm reminded also of the phrase in John's letter that says, Beloved, we are children of God now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. When the king comes, we know that there's going to be a great change. Now, Perhaps like me, if you look in the mirror in the morning, you may see a change from day to day. 
as I look in the mirror, I see a change. But I don't always like the change that I see. What I see is maybe the hair getting a little bit grayer if it can. I see wrinkles. And I see signs of aging. I do see a sign, but it's not glorious. But it won't be like that then. For it says that when we know, we know that when he appears, when the king appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. When he comes, we will have bodies of glory, will be beautiful without flaw, without wrinkles, without gray hair, without being old. We shall see him as he is. John writes, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, the Lamb. No temple, for God's house is found where God dwells with his people. As the church, we share in the life of Christ in his glory. As people, you and I, people who make up the church, we are adorned for our mother, the church. We, the children, reflect the Father's glory in what we think, what we say, and what we do. The temple is presented in his splendor. Temple is the center of heavenly worship in Revelation. This is reflected in the worship that is conducted here today in these earthly temples, the church. It is here in his place. This is where he tabernacles with us. Tabernacles in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be their God. This morning, I'm sure you got up and you said, we're going to go to church. What is our picture of church? This picture of church as we see it is a group that gathers together and worships. So I guess it's a combination of church and a combination of worship. As such, we have the responsibility when you come to church, it is our responsibility here to preach the word of God, to administer the sacraments. These are critical elements in maintaining the fellowship with God and with each other. The church has the responsibility to encourage its members to make spiritual progress. And from what I hear, as I have heard of this church growing, this church is growing because you, the people, have gone out to share what is going on in this place. You are making spiritual progress. You are showing your faith by your behavior, by the principles, and by your good works. Membership in a church is a confession, is a confess, in a confessing body of believers is fundamental for faithful Christian life. Failure to do so. Uh, we hear that warning. If we fail to do our assembly together, we uh, go against God's word. His understanding of this prompted Martin Luther to say, apart from the church, salvation is impossible. Not that the church provides salvation. God does that. God loved his church with a great love. His church, the bride, is seen in the death of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Christ's glory and his majesty, his splendor, is seen three days later in his resurrection from the dead. God raised his beloved son from the grave so that glory, on that glorious Easter morning, 
The holy city, this city of God, reflects the great glory of God. Jasper, pearled gates, golden streets act as a mirror. Christ's earthly ministry reflects the glory of the Father. We behold, we see our spiritual mother in the book of Revelation. The true glory is seen in Christ. Now at home, I believe you perhaps have pictures of your own mother. Our mother, the church, is adorned with her children, reflecting the Father's glory. And we are of the Spirit. We are born through the womb, not of our earthly mother, but through the womb of the church in the waters of holy baptism. We are part of the church. Two weeks ago, we honored mothers with Mother's Day. Jewelry is a common and somewhat expensive gift that is given on Mother's Day. Mothers all over perhaps open velvet-lined boxes to discover a ring or a necklace or a bracelet. Now, some of them were adorned with some beautiful stones, one for each of their children. A child born in November, the stone would have been a topaz, symbolizing faithfulness. If a child was born in October, it would have been an opal, indicating hope. In May, the stone was an emerald, signifying love. Like all of these precious stones, based on the month of her children's birth, a mother can adorn herself with great beauty. She is adorned with the reminder of her own children. That which honors a mother most is her children. For as the psalmist writes, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord the fruit of the womb, a reward. This new Jerusalem is a place of absolute beauty, a place of peace. It's a most wonderful picture that we have. It's a picture of the church. It's even more. The reality is now in this place. So what is church? Children sing, I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All around around the world, something about the people all around the world. Yes, we're the church together. I knew this well before I came here today. (laughs) I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. Yeah, you know it. You know it. (laughs) We share this wonderful church. We are the church here on earth as we gather around word and sacrament. It is here that God speaks to us in his word through the written word and through the spoken word. It is here as we gather before this altar that he comes to us with the very body and blood of his son, which was shed on the cross, Uh, a death that we deserved, but a death that he took in our place. This is his church, and we gather here in his presence, and he is with us. You are a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his God's own purpose, that you may declare the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here now, in this place, and then on the day when he shall come again and we shall all be with him in this new church, this new Jerusalem, this church in the end. The city founded in peace, God's city. We will be there forever in our new home and we will be with him. Oh, what a great and wonderful day that will be.
Thanks be to God. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may it keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ our Lord. Amen.